0: If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551 or check us out online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media at painnonprofit. Please subscribe to the podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. To donate, please click the link in the description and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.
1: There, there is no more heroin. Uh, I'll just put that out there. You know, the, the name of my my nonprofit is uh, No More Heroin, and and one of the things that I talk about is heroin in its purest form does not exist anymore. It, it's been uh, replaced with uh, analog chemicals from from China or right. Mexico. These uh, these synthetic compounds that are so unstable yet highly addictive.
0: Don't Hide the Scars, a weekly podcast focused on addiction and recovery. Created by the nonprofit Pain, Parents and Addicts in Need, and founded by Flint Anderson. Welcoming
2: to the Don't Hide the Scars uh, podcast from nomoreheroine.org, Robin Higgy Higginbottom. Thanks for joining founder of Payne, Flynn Anderson, and myself, Jason Lachance. Look at you, you handsome son of a gun. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Again,
1: th- thank you for having me. I, I really love the, the mission of what you guys are trying to do. And uh, I, I applaud your bravery and your transparency and trying to trying to help the, the ones that are still struggling in addiction or don't even know that they have an addiction. There's so, so, such a need for more platforms like
2: this. So it's truly an honor to be here. Thank you, guys. Thanks, absolutely You bet. Thanks. Uh, a place that I want to start, you know, through our conversations and something that Flint talks about, because, you know, one of our big things that we are really bringing awareness and luckily have the help of the DA, I mean, uh, Assemblymember Jim Patterson here, you know, at our fundraiser talking about, I always forget it's AB 2365 two, two, that we're trying to get in front of our governor here Uh, we won't go into that part, but to get this thing signed so we can have some initiative about the fentanyl crisis. And one of the things that really popped to me when I was thinking about this conversation, I wanted to lead in with your perspective as, as someone that struggled with heroin, uh, Flint, I agree with you that I think heroin's going to go by the wayside completely with fentanyl hitting the streets, how it is. It's just rampant in the United States and starting to get global too.
1: Absolutely, Uh, there there is no more heroin. I'll just put that out there. The the name of my my nonprofit is uh, No More Heroin, and and one of the things that I talk about is heroin in its purest form does not exist anymore. It's been uh, replaced with uh, analog chemicals from from China or Mexico. These uh, these synthetic compounds that are so unstable yet highly addictive that's wreaking havoc in, in our communities today. You know, that's it's just it's it's truly a game of Russian roulette. Every time you, you try to you know medicate yourself, you know, self-medicate or or try, try to to feed your addiction, it's 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 very, very dangerous. And you never know the results you're gonna get with the substances you're using because nobody mixes it cuts it the same and and a lot of a lot of the, the dealers out there they don't care one way or another it's all about right. the almighty buck and they know when one attic falls off there will be 10 more behind that behind them to take their place
3: yeah ab- absolutely um even talking with my DEA guys you know it it's And people in Washington, D.C., they they think the same way right now that, you know, heroin's gone. It's going to be gone within five years. It's not even going to be a word, so to speak, um, because we can make anything we want as strong as we want in any lab anywhere in the world. And and again. My DEA guys, they actually think that this is China's covert war against us, and and, and and I believe that as well. You know, mm-hmm. instead of dropping a bomb on us, I mean, they're they're dropping a whole bunch of little bombs that are turning into a nuclear one, and they're they're slowly wiping us out here. Um, yeah. And 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 that's why I still find it so damn ridiculous that we can't get people, you know, in Washington D.C. particularly to understand what the hell is going on here yeah. you know um it, it's yes. it's it boggles the mind it's
1: terrorism you yeah. know plain and simple you know they they they're trying to kill us they're trying to poison us they're, try, they're trying to extract money from us they it's just a form of terrorism to me and and I, i'm sick of it for one
3: right and 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 they're succeeding at it yeah you know that's the thing they are succeeding like i tell people we're not going to win the war on drugs here all right we're we're not but but so we better educate the hell out of everybody here and do it damn fast Mm -hmm. and we and that i mean Higgy, i could go on a rampage right now with Mm -hmm. with 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 this topic because schools aren't allowing us in, or they're telling us to soften our mm-hmm. stories, you know. And and I'm not going nice. to soften my story for anybody. I I don't care who it is.
1: Real raw uncut, just like we like our drugs, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we exactly. did passed it. <laughs> and but if I can jump in and just point it out, and and and. You know, thank you, because it's it's nice to know that other people see this fact. Yeah, it is a yeah. fact. And if it wasn't a war, why is it our number one killer right now for what Absolutely. is it, 18 to 40? Right. Uh, I right. always forget the age range. It is people get it through your head. This is the number one cause of death now in the United States. Right. Number one. And number you're telling one. me it's not a war and and look where it's coming from. It's it's just fact.
1: It's highly preventable. That's the sad, sad reality. You know, right, if, right. if if they would allow more individuals like us to to, to come into the schools and te- share our raw truths with them, the, the kids would have a different perspective. You know, the, the the as it is now, as as a as a teenager, I can remember, you know, dreaming, having this romantic. Uh, thought about what drugs drugs were going to be be like mm-hmm. right and the curiosity the rebellion in me i wanted to seek out and find out what that was about and mm-hmm. and in today's world the kids are being robbed at their bottom they you know the, with with the toxicity and and the the lethal dosages that, that they're ingesting they're robbed of their bottom they're not given a second chance to f- even find recovery to find what it's about to find that there's another way there's a way out you know th- right. th- there's there's a th- there is a solution and and I don't know and you you may or may not agree with me but we're, we are way past the point of awareness we need oh, to be yes. we 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 need we everybody is aware that we have a fentanyl crisis car fentanyl whatever rainbow rainbow fentanyl whatever whatever the the substance is everyone knows somebody that's passed away, whether it's a a loved one, you know, a neighbor, someone in their, in their, in their, in their class, someone knows someone that has overdosed on fentanyl.
3: But you know, Higgy, this, this is what I want to bring up. And I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you, but I want to bring up a couple things on this topic. One is Look, I've been, I've, and again, it's not about me, but I've been preaching that fentanyl is coming for the last eight years, right? Mm-hmm. I knew, I, we knew when when fentanyl was hitting the East Coast and invariably when it hits the East Coast, it's gonna get to the West Coast at some point. It, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's just the, the nature of the beast. So, so but my, my, my point here is that as much as there were some of us that were talking about this earlier on, Nobody listened. Nobody listened. And we as a society have a tendency to wait until the last second when we're already neck deep in it. I mean, Jesus, if we if we would have stopped Hitler in 39, we would have probably not seen the tragic end of World War Two right? We saw that coming as well. We continue to do that as a side and say, instead of being proactive, we're waiting till the damn thing is, is all on top of us. And, and then to your second point about how everybody knows this, I agree with you. We're, we're, we're past that almost past that awareness stage, but we have people, at least in Fresno, I'm still shocked at the number of parents that will tell me, I didn't know we had a, had an issue like this. And I want to say how stupid are you? You know, do you, do you not read the news? Do you do do you not listen? I mean, how dumb are you guys? We we have a society
1: full of ostriches, right? They, they stick their they bury their head in the sand. If it doesn't if it doesn't affect them directly, they'll take no notice of it and go about their right. business. Or 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 the belief the denial piece that it'll never happen to me, it'll never happen to my kids, it'll never happen to my husband, my wife. Yep. whatever, you know, that, that denial is is going to cause a lot of problems and has caused a lot of problems. You know, the, the old saying is an ounce of pre- pre- prevention is worth a pound of cure. And yeah. I really feel that that's appropriate for what we're talking about. You know, as far as the awareness prevention is going to be where it's at going forward. Let, let's, let's, let, let's, let's educate and inform the public as much as possible of the dangers, the risk, the consequences of of even trying this substance,
2: because
1: right. because it's in everything, right? Uh, the, yeah. A couple months ago, a uh, 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 recruiting class uh, for, for the for the army, uh, they were having a party. Uh, they were graduating, and and a significant amount of those recruits overdosed on fentanyl, snorting mm. cocaine.
3: Right. Wow. Right. Yeah, it's all over cocaine right now. Spraying
1: it on the weed, you know, they, they're pressing it into pills. It's just not safe to even take a chance because that 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 short little bitty high that you're going to get comes with all kinds of consequences and, and dangers, and and you, your life may be, you know, the cost that you pay in being rebellious, being curious, you right. know, just I I, I just would like people to know it's not worth it. It's truly not worth even, you know, just trying at one time because it will suck you up like that or it'll take you out just like that.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the key is, is, is what you just said is, is not doing it the first time because once we've done it and survived and lived through, through that, that, you know, that first hit, whatever, look when we become addicted to it this this is the message i'm trying to get out to people the general public and that includes politicians it includes medical people it includes everybody they don't understand addiction they don't understand what how these brains work both both chemically i mean every way they don't get it so so the the big thing out here is okay it's now a poisoning. Right, because the kid didn't want to die. Well, hell, right. nobody wants to die. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, but again, stop, stop sugarcoating this thing. Yes, it's a poison. I I understand that. But guys, these kids know exactly what they're taking. If somebody's pulling out an M thirty pill and putting it on the table, every one of those kids knows that that is a fentanyl laced pill. And they're still willing to take the chance, and especially when you are in your addiction already, you are going to take that chance because you don't want to get dope sick. End of Absolutely. story. Absolutely. And that's but what's I, not getting across out here.
1: That's right. I mean uh, the, the, the uh, getting getting trapped in it with the, uh, the all all the pain, the the the, consecutive, the the consequences, the 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 grind of it all, and then the withdrawals. This, no. it, it's a total package deal. this this hell will encompass you and suck the life out of you almost immediately. you know I can look at pictures uh, that I had taken w- when I was um, using and uh, lifeless right. my facial my facial fe- my facial features changed, my the colors of my eyes changed uh-huh. and I was just a shell of an individual with only one goal. The next one, the next right. one. I was a slave to the grind. And it's such a horrible, horrible existence. And it's just never, never ending until you make that choice that you're you're going to face the pain. And there's a lot of pain involved with this.
3: Right. You know, Higgy, I, at, at one point I thought I actually looked pretty good at 130 pounds. I thought I had that heroin chic thing going on, you know, four, <laughs> you know, four, 40 years uh, old. I mean, I was slim. I was fitting in my kid's jeans, you know, and of course everybody else thought I had cancer, you know,
2: right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. that's funny. You bring that up. Cause I just had a doctor's appointment <laughs> and I'm near my heaviest weight. Well, the last time I was this weight was because my face was so bloated from all the alcohol and everything yeah. else. And, it, uh, and yeah. I, I looked at pictures of me like when I still was drinking with like famous people. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, what the hell? Like my head looked <laughs> <laughs> times bigger. Yeah. I'm Relatable. Any, yeah. I'm Relatable.
1: Any, uh, uh,
2: you know, uh, orange on a toothpick, you know? So it's <laughs> like pumpkin <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs>
0: New Perceptions North, the premier drug and alcohol treatment and recovery center in Central California, a full continuum of medically supervised top quality care with programs for detox, inpatient residential treatment with dual diagnosis, intensive outpatient treatment, sober living, support groups, and more. With 50 plus years of combined experience and sobriety, Flint Anderson and Thelma Gatlin Wilson provide adult men and women with the highest caliber of professional health care, treating each client with compassion and respect, in a safe comfortable environment to begin the process of recovery to proudly create and sustain a life without addiction call 559-978-1507 or visit newperceptionsnorth.com
2: as a parent now and I'm you know I'm seeing the struggles of my own kid I know that you you know you're kids I know you're a father higgy you're a father mm-hmm. and you know if we don't get into what is going on with these kids and I mean they're being <laughs> so much thrown at them um you know, I was speaking with the lady yesterday about her concern with a five-year-old. I did a, an Instagram live and, um, you know, the things that are being thrown at them with social media and, you know, these standards. And I'm seeing a lot more people pleasing and teenagers and, you know, and the wanting to fit in and all these things. And, you know, it's just kind of like, what is the one thing that we can really start to target to, to help? And it's not one thing. It's got to be a whole encompassing thing in your home with your kids. That's you true. know and mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard to help your kids with self-esteem. Self-esteem's hard in general, <laughs> you know. Sure. And the three guys that definitely struggled with it. Sure. Absolutely
1: and you know the social media is uh can be the devil. But what what about the mainstream music? You know how they glamorize drinking yep. and partying and and right. taking perks and oxies and smoking weed and whatnot. These these younger younger people are uh idolizing these these People that are glamorizing the things that put us in these in this hell yeah. right? that that are fueling this this epidemic. You know, I I wish there was something. You know, we live. I'm grateful to live in the country that I do. But I, if if there was something that we could do, you know, an addendum to the free speech. You know, just apply it to apply it to the music and the message right. because there's so much negativity out there to to find. Artists that put out a positive message is, is, a, is a real bonus and a joy for me. And I, I, I like to focus on, on the positive today because what, what I listen to and hear feeds my brain, you know, yep. whether what you know, subconscious, yeah, it does. Sub- subconsciously or unconsciously, these 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 messages are going in. So I have to be careful of what, what I feed to my soul, because whether I know it or not, my brain is paying attention.
3: Right. Yeah. I just wish we could, you know, all of us could just take that experience that we had, you know, and just kind of. I dream a genie those kids, <laughs> you know, to to sixty years of age. So so they're okay. already past it. Um, be, be, because you know, look, us, us three sitting here, we're lucky we're here. Yeah. You Absolutely. You know, and and, and right, and and so now mm. you know, I mean, I'm everybody's grandfather's age now, uh, <laughs> and they're going, oh, you know, basically, well, you didn't, what'd you do, you know, you. Dude, I want to tell them you guys have nothing on me. Okay. I, I make you look like a like a forever kindergartner. All right. Because, <laughs> because the crap that I did, you know what I'm saying? I mean, was was so over the line in so many ways, you know, that that a person today is not going to make it. Yeah. They're, they're just not going to make it. If they did what no. we did in our day, they would, they hell, they'd be dead within a month
1: absolutely i i feel that totally because you know it's it's not just my poor decision making but
3: things that happen
1: when you're in that realm shouldn't be ha- they don't happen to normal normal people like right. the situations i found myself in Right. You know, and the, the death and violence that I like, I can't get out of my head, the just the overall quality of life is just so so far be, below par. It's, it's it was almost subhuman, really.
3: Right. You know, right. just
1: try trying to get that next one, and to to like you said, sh- share 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 our testimonies. You know, n- not not as uh, like a bragging point, right. but as as a teaching moment that's that's where the
4: power is that's
2: exactly that's the yep. yeah yeah we're not challenging you to try to rival us <laughs> no, that, right. you know uh,
3: well because they can't yeah okay i'm just i'm just telling you. but 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 i've actually had parents at tell me after they've heard me speak at a school you know you're just you're just putting drug thoughts in kids heads no that's no. that no that's not what we're doing all right if you truly listen to what we're saying this we, we, we are telling your child that that if you go down this road, your chances of making it are slim to none. Absolutely. That, that's the message we're trying to get out. We are trying to save your kid. Sometimes what I want to tell parents is that we're trying to save your kid's life more than you are.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's how, how true is that. Right. And it
3: is true. You bet. It,
1: it is. It is. I, I agree with that.
2: I think it's that power of denial. I mean, how, how much are we hearing? Not, not my child or not, you know, not my son, not my daughter, not my, not my, my not my child until you're picking out the coffin.
1: Yeah, that's right. Or, or finding them unconscious in the bathroom or in their yeah. room or, you know, wait, trying to wake them up for school and, and they're, they're deceased, you know, what, what a tragic, tragic thing to happen for a parent. Ab- you know, absolutely. And, 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 to not blame yourself after the fact would be impossible. That'd, a, that'd, be a, that'd be a hardship that you're gonna have to you know bear for the rest of your life. Right. I should have done I should have done more. Do, do you want to feel that way? You know?
3: Right. Well, you know, we just we just put out our our sec, our trailer for our part two of our documentary. And one of the lines that we have in there is just think what you would have said if you just had one more day. Absolutely. You know. I, I mean, but but on that note, Higgy, I want to ask you, because we are distributors of Narcan. Um, <laughs> I, I, I believe in Narcan, but I'm going to tell you something. Eight, nine years ago, I was not a proponent of people having Narcan in their home. Uh, but then eight or nine years ago, we didn't have the fentanyl crisis that was <laughs> going on. So today, right? Eight or, eight or nine years ago,
1: the, the, the big saying was, you enable the addict, you bury the addict. And a lot of people look at Narcan as enabling their addiction when the only right. thing that it enables is breathing and a second right. chance.
3: Right. And so today, of course, my tune has changed, but I am going to say this and I say it all the time that again, we're going back to our society. Narcan is a aid. It is, it is, it is there to bring that person out of the, out of the overdose, if they can, because you still only have seconds, you don't have minutes, you have seconds here. Okay. To, mm-hmm. to get to that individual, but we're not addressing the topic of what happens after that person is brought back right. because they're taken into the hospital. They're released at some point. They could be released within 12 hours, right? Absolutely. For with, sure. with absolutely nowhere to go after, because again, people don't understand addiction. They don't understand that this, this is not Narcan's not a cure and it's not going to stop your kid from using afterwards. In fact, it wipes out. We know this, it wipes out all the opioid in our system. So the chances are of that kid going back out and using that night, th- th- that's a hundred percent. hundred percent because it'll, it'll put you into
1: uh, acute withdrawal symptoms right away. And, and when, when I overdosed and I woke, woke up, I was scared and angry because some somebody messed up my buzz,
3: right? Right, wow. right. Like that was a buzz,
1: right?
3: <laughs> that was the Death. ultimate buzz. I was
1: dead. I was dead. I was unresponsive. I was blue, and someone did chest compressions on me. You know, fractured my ribs and whatnot. And I and I was sore. I was angry. I was mad. And later on, I eventually slipped back into overdose because the Narcan wore off. So. Mm. What you're talking about is, is very relevant because people don't know. They right. just don't know that the, the shelf life when uh, Narcan is is put into the body, it only lasts for a short period of time. Correct. And there's, a, there's a real, real chance that you're going to slip back into overdose. And then the, the frame of mind as as a person that is overdosed, when you wake up, you're petrified, yep. yet angry and you're sick and right. you and the confusion and and if you're not giving to given tools or someone to talk to or resources bringing them back is just giving them another opportunity to use again because they want to alleviate those those withdrawal symptoms for one Right, and and that's that's the most pressing thing was in my mind. I don't want to feel like this no more. So I go back to what I know. Only I'm going to do it different this time. I'll (laughs) I'll, I'll use use something different, or a little bit less, or maybe I'll snort it. But the the dangers are all the same because you just don't know what you're getting.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well and hopefully I don't know it's I don't know what legislation's out there, but we've got to make it more clear that if this is the case and someone ends up at a hospital that we have to have some sort of uh, immediate to detox type of situation because like you said, and I mean, at uh, Flynn, I don't know how many people you've talked to that it's yeah, went to the hospital released and then once again overdosed and gone. Well, look,
3: there's, there's some, there's some programs going on and there's, there's actually one here, but, but God, we don't have enough time in the next 24 hours to talk about this, but there are some programs where people can leave from the hospital and go directly somewhere, even though we haven't set up the somewhere yet. Okay. Okay. Be, be, because what what these doctors are thinking is that if we can release them from the hospital and get them to a harm reduction place such as a methadone clinic or Zabaxone, but I take I take issue with that. I, I have no problem in somebody getting them into. Look, Higgy, I hate methadone with 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 every ounce with of it. my soul. Mm-hmm. I hate it. And even Zaboxone, as much as I believe, because I have a treatment center, we do use it for detox for about 10 days. <clears throat> I don't think it's it, it, you can't use it much longer after that. Because why do you want to straddle a 25-year-old to something that they're going to have to be on for the rest of their life? Absolutely. You, you know as well as I with methadone, you can't, you can't live in Fresno. Go to San Jose to visit your relatives. You forget your your methadone. You cannot walk into another methadone clinic in San Jose to get your dose. So so you're not gonna possibly not even go see your relatives because you know what, you gotta have your methadone. So you're straddled to it. It's 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 just ridiculous. It's, just, it's the same feeling.
1: That I had when using drugs, I, I couldn't go anywhere because I was yeah. afraid that I that I would I would run out, or um I just didn't want to I, I I was I was handcuffed to my to my to to my my drugs which 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 shackled me to my neighborhood because I ne- I rarely left my own my own neighborhood because of fear right you know and and knowing that you know I I wasn't at my my most best potential as, as a person you know like like as we were talking about earlier you know it shows up on our face and i just i didn't want people to see me that way
2: right right yeah. right right yeah that shame spiral is something oh. else that uh yeah it's it's hard to communicate that to people it is
1: absolutely what, what do you think about the border situation I a fr- friend of mine from a friend of ours uh, reached out to me yesterday, Brock from, from Arizona. Yeah. And he, and he, he was making a statement about, uh, the borders. We need we need to secure the borders for sure. You know, there's a lot, a lot of drugs coming in.
3: There's, there's, look, we, obviously we need to secure the borders. That's, that's just goes without saying, but in order for us to do that, it, <laughs> I, I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. You know, it, it, it look, do I have a solution to, to some of these problems? Yeah, it's not a very popular one, right? But but you know, it's like with Afghanistan, right? They're the largest supplier of of heroin. You call up Afghanistan, you know, on a Tuesday, you know, and you say, hey boys, uh, you guys got 72 hours to get out of Dodge because we're coming in with F 16s and we're gonna, we're literally gonna napalm every poppy field that you have and every piece of ground that you can grow anything on. And we're coming in. And is there going to be collateral damage? Yes, there is. But, oh, well, who gives a shit because you don't give a shit about us. So 72 hours, get out. We're coming in. Now, I I know that's the extreme, right? Sure. But we, but we are in extreme times here. How do you, how do you, I mean, we did, I I did a podcast with somebody as an influencer she was 26 years old. She was a wonderful. She was married to it to a Marine. Her her passion is the border. Do you know that cartels, among the many crappy things that they do, if if those poor folks are trying to get over the border, the cartels will take their children and say, I mean, babies. And this wow. is sick. This is sick stuff. And they will take their babies and tell that parent, if you don't take this, this amount of drugs over the border for us we're going to break their legs and we're going to throw them in the Rio Grande river. Wow. And they've done it. I'm sure. So guess what? When you're dealing with the devil, you have to fight like him. You know, you, you, we, 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 we can't, we can't be mealy mouthed about this. We can't be wimps about this. And I know this. Not everybody agrees with this, but but God, we've got to do something to secure that border. And it has nothing to do with the with the folks that are trying to get over because they want a better life. I understand that. But in the midst of all that, we've got fentanyl coming over here by the truckload. Fentanyl, meth,
1: all, anything all that you, uh, all of it, all of it. You right. know, it's time that uh, fentanyl be declared public enemy number one.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And in the midst of not to downplay anything we've gone through in the last two and a half, three years, but we better start taking notice and getting some commercials as much up as uh, COVID-19 about how much this is a risk. I mean, yeah. How many more commercials? You know, I I, I see it. Great. I understand. And there are people that have medical issues, but boy, this isn't a medical related issue. This is a total societal issue. This thing will kill you. Like we've said, first time. There you go. First, because uh, you, because right. your kid wants to
3: experiment. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the other thing is, this is what I don't understand. We've with Jim Patterson. Right. We, we worked on this bill, AB a- a- 2365. I, I hope I'm saying it right. Um, but this is to provide monies for more education in, in other counties in the state of California and a lot of money for it. Right. This thing, and, and I just applaud Jim and all of us that have worked on this thing with Lisa Smithkamp, our DA, us, DEA, Homeland, all, all our boys. But it's sitting on Newsom's desk still. Yeah. Why isn't this, why isn't this guy just going, man, I need to sign that right now? Right. Why, what, what, what is taking him so long? I'm glad it's passed, you know, past the subcommittees and past the past the normal committee and, and on his desk. But God, how long is it going to take this guy to sign it? yeah you know th- this isn't this is this isn't a game it's it's hard to fathom you know yeah. what, what goes
1: through a politician's mind you know right. it, 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 is, is he is he for us or is he against us right you know because there's so 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 many issues that could have could be resolved, and it's it's not like there's not enough data out there to show that we, we need more support, we need more legislation, we need right. more resources, we need more voices, we need more testimonies, we need more 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 more, you know, and because a lot of it will fall on deaf, deaf ears, but what about the ones who really need to hear the message,
3: yeah, right.
1: ones that are suffering? The, the ones that that, that are contemplating you just going that route and, and not, not even realize that they're, they're walking into an addiction. They're, they're just looking for an escape. They're looking for a way to self-medicate or they've been using other subs, up, substances and they're willing to try something else because that substance is really wasn't cutting it anymore. It was put, put a new spin on it. You know, It's just the addict mentality. It's just... There's people out there that need to hear the message for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what's the price of that? Because I know that it's, it's a substantial amount. I believe it's between three and five million that's being asked. I don't think it's a
3: a little higher, actually, between three and six, three
2: and six. okay that's not a grand scheme. We spent over a billion (laughs) dollars wasting taxpayer money on a high speed rail that never got built. And you're telling me that these lights when we're asking for like, I think the max was around six, six million dollars. You're telling me that we can waste a billion dollars on something that never came to fruition. But that's how valueless you see this situation. It's it's appalling.
3: It's
1: hard to comprehend, right? Hard to, to to grasp.
3: It's just common sense, you know. But 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 you know, he can sign all these bills for electric cars and electric car stations and all this sort of stuff. God damn it, who cares? Okay, I mean, we've got people dying by the truckload here, and and look, you're always going to get the argument from people that that you know they're they're just addicts. Okay. They're, mm. they're, they're, they're just addicts. And that's where a lot of the mentality I think is, is still at.
1: That's why we need to speak up. Right. Because we right. are those people. We, we are right. those people. Right. And we, we, we have found a way out, you yep. know, the, the, the carry buckets of water back into those that are still suffering and, and help them put their fires out and, and help them lead them, lead them out of hell. That's right. that's what, what, what we're good at. Right. But there's not enough of us evidently.
3: That evidently there's not enough, and that brings and that brings up another point. You know, it, it's wow, I could get in tr- a lot of trouble. <laughs> but, let's go for it. Let's, let's go. Let's go for it. Okay, let's go for it. All right. So the, 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 a lot of the parents that I've dealt with over the years, and I'm sure this is just the same in any other community, when 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 they're bringing their kids in, they're all gung ho, right? Mm-hmm to help and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and like anything else you know it slowly starts to dissipate once their kids gets clean then everything kind of goes back to what they think is normal because we're asking parents look you need to call your assemblyman you need to call your state uh, state senator we you need to call these people and you need to push the agenda of what we're trying to push here. Okay. To, to get this stuff signed, to get it on the book so we can go out. And, and like I said, in the beginning, they're all gung ho. And then after a while it's like, pfft, where'd you go? Where, 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 where'd where you go? It loses momentum.
1: It know? does. And it's truly sad because would, like you were saying, we need more education on what addiction is because more chances than not, their child is, is going to fall back into that Mm -hmm. That rut again, that addiction again.
3: I mean, try, try, try telling a 20 year old. And this is, this is kind of a little story I use with parents. Try telling a 20 year old that they cannot go into a bar when they're 21 to have a drink like a normal person. Mm. And the parent will go, "Well, well, why can't they? And this is my response. Okay. Your son or daughter is, or take your son. Your son's not an alcoholic, right? But he goes, he wants to go into a local bar here when he's 21, just, just to feel like a normal guy right? He's not even there at 10 o'clock at night. He's there at seven o'clock in the evening. He's sitting down, he's having a cocktail and some young lady, you know, with a, with a belly button ring, you know, and an ass about this big, okay. You know, walks, walks up to him and says, you know, Hey, can I join you? He says, of course. So she buys, she has a drink. He has, he has a drink. They order another one. They, he knows exactly where this is leading, right? All of a sudden, this gal, this young lady has no idea he's in recovery. And and she reaches in her pocket and she pulls out that M30 pill and she slides it across the table and goes, you want to share this? You and I both know we all know right here that now I am focused on that M30 pill sitting there because that's my drug of choice. And that's how it affects our brain. And we're going, mm-hmm. I don't care if I get laid. I don't care about the alcohol. Absolutely. I don't care about anything. There's that pill. Let's go outside and do this. Absolutely. Everything goes by the wayside. <laughs> right. And that's that's the danger, okay, of walking into that bar. That's what parents don't understand. That's what nobody understands about the addict's mind. Absolutely. And then the uh, alcohol
1: the program that i work is is deemed a social lubricant right it makes every everything more tolerable makes me a little a a lot more funny a little more attractive and a little less uh caring about self-preservation at that time
2: right right yeah while we sit and we're thinking boy this gal really likes me and she's saying what the fuck is wrong with this guy hey, <laughs> how you doing what you got going on you look great those no, hills, you know it's like, <laughs> it's, 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 because it's the delusion we live with right, right, right. yeah the, i those, mean those, I go, those goggles on oh huh? well, yeah i mean you know i had a, a conversation with another buddy who got clean who ironically was a bartender for many a years and uh you know, we were talking about, I was like, yeah, I was more appealing. He's like, no, you became an asshole. I'm like, really? He's like, you weren't unlovable, but you were definitely (laughs) obnoxious. (laughs) I was like, oh goodness. You know? And it's like all the things I don't ever want to be, you know, uh, with the exception of maybe these forums, I'm kind of a, I'm an introvert, like, hi, how's it going? I'll, (laughs) I'll speak when it's my turn to speak. No big deal. You know? So, uh, yeah, it's the delusion we tell ourselves in our head. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about the, <laughs> the, the work you're doing with No More Heroin? I know you've been doing a lot more stuff now that I think is important, and and hopefully, Flint, uh, in our busy schedule, we can get out, because you've been exploring a lot more self-improvement to pass that along.
1: Absolutely. You know, a, my uh,
2: my history is
1: I'm a, I'm a chronic relapser, and uh, I've made I the month of October is synonymous with me relapsing, so I, I'm I'm really I'm paying attention to the month coming up. It's my birth month, but there's there's things happening on in the with the stars and the planets and things that uh, affect us as humans. So I'm I'm learning about planet retrograde, mm-hmm. and I'm learning about uh, reiki healing, uh, smudging. I'm 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 on location in in Wisconsin currently. I'm, I'm consulting. For Go River Center, which is a, a sober living community for veterans, uh, fam families, uh, addicts, alcoholics, uh, pe- people people that, that are in need of housing and uh, and some structure. So I'm helping with that, but with no more heroin, we're just a, a community resource re- referral center. Uh, I, I create a, we we create events. We uh, I, I've sponsored music videos. Uh, we do speaking. We, we just help out where, wherever possible. And uh, a lot of that is through social media currently with the the, the country coming out of uh, COVID and out of lockdown. People are living again. And a lot of people are stepping out of lockdown addicted because right. they, they they didn't know how to handle the isolation, the depression. You know, the, the people—a a large number of people in recovery have have relapsed, and there's a lot of people that aren't here anymore. So, uh, he- helping with burial costs, scholarships for so- sober living—that that's that's where we're what we're focusing on right now. Um, my my CEO is Denny Wilson. He's has been an advocate for. 28 years now and he's he's also an author he, he he's a lobbyist he, he he's very active on the governmental stage so ha- having that piece of the puzzle as well is is going to be beneficial for us moving forward to get into these communities where the like the the, the, ig- the ignorance of, of addiction you know we, there's a lot of people that are that are still ignorant are 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 uneducated and I don't say ignorant in, in a in a negative way. Right, right, I, right. It just means you're uneducated. It means Correct. you have you haven't had you haven't had that experience yet. And um even though I feel that we're past the awareness stage and moving towards the prevention, people still need to be made aware of sure. the the tragedies. And the successes. And that's what we're doing here today is, you know, we're we're, we're putting a spin on the addiction story, the the, the testimony of an addict.
2: One thing, though, that that you've been sharing that you did was actually going to a self-improvement seminar. Uh, I forget who the the speaker was, what it was. How do you feel that that's impacted not only you personally, but what you can now bring to the recovery community and that you're sharing with people?
1: uh absolutely the s- s- self-development self-improvement is has been my focus and i, I got involved with a, a company uh prove prove it ketones it's a it's a product it's a new it's a supplement for, for helping people with with their weight issues and and whatnot but part part of being a part of this company is they they offer seminars and these these get-togethers with these powerful speakers and the the speaker that, that I, I listened to the most was the draw for me to go. It was Ed Milet. And Ed, Ed, Ed is such a powerful speaker and he breaks things down in, in a way that, you know, the layman can understand it. And, you know, it's about motivation. It's about feed, feeding your spirit. It's about educating yourself. And it's, it's, become, it's about becoming self-aware of who you are at your core, not, not, not the layers of trauma, addiction, and these, these self sabotaging behaviors, it's who you are at your core, and and how do we get to the to that person? You know, and I, I I've struggled with negative self talk, you know, self doubt and whatnot. And he he makes a point every time he talks. You you were you were not born with that critical voice in your head. That was transplanted from somewhere else. You know, either it's your parents, another relationship you had that caused you to have all these doubts. You were born into this world, perfect, beautiful, Mm -hmm. and wonderfully made. And that's the point that I, that's that's where I wanna be is back to having confidence and, and feeling empowered. And I have to use my past struggles as fuel to move forward so that i can be productive i I can feel like i have value and worth in in this world and being here with you guys you know sharing sharing thoughts concepts and and just the true belief that you know people out there struggling with addiction and mental illness can make it out without being a casualty to it
2: right yeah right wonderfully said well and i think at the end of the day through through this life and um you know, Flint drops a lot of wisdom on me that he doesn't realize he drops. It's one of the great things about, about uh, being a, a part of this is that, uh, you know, life is a lot about mastery of self. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, us that have gone through addiction and really work it, you know, they're, they're, we've all encountered people that are, they're, that they're that just dry, so to speak. You know, right. sobriety is a totally different thing than just being dry. And, I think it's that mastery of self, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to know us as much as us in reality, even Absolutely. though we're still trying to figure us out a lot of times, mm-hmm. but it's really about that mastery of self. What, what, what's our purpose? What's our value? What is our why? And and Absolutely. I really encourage that with anyone that, that, that I talk to that reaches out is, is finding your why enjoy that process. It's not going to be Absolutely. easy, right? but guess what? Life's not easy. And dying from this disease is not going to be easy, but, no. you know, and we get no guarantee how long we get a get, get a be here and be a, a of positive impact. But I'd much rather do that than, than, you know, Hey Flynn, I messed up again. Can you come get me one <laughs> yeah. more time? You know, right, and it's always right. and, it's, and it's always one more time. I had a lot of one more time. <laughs> oh, boy. So that,
1: that the, the lie. You know, this one, one, one last time, one more time for this, one more time for that. But every every time you give yourself permission to regress, you will regress, yeah. and you'll have to you'll have to start all over again. You know, and. As long as, long as you, you learn something from it and you're able to move on, that's great. But, you know, most times, more often than not, people aren't making it back from this.
3: Right. Well, you know, my, my wife has a saying, too. She she says, you know, you you have been given every tool under the sun, every tool. Mm-hmm. If you decide to relapse today, that's your choice. Absolutely. And she, and, and, and she's right. You know, when when you've got some long term sobriety sitting in there, the, 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 there's a lot of work between you know between the time that you get clean and sober to to whatever, okay, five years, ten years, twenty years of sobriety. But you know, there comes a point in every I believe in everybody's recovery road. If you go out and use again, that is a conscious choice. Sure it is because Absolutely. you've been given the tools not to yeah
1: absolutely
3: but that doesn't say that i like jason knows that i can't be sitting watching a rerun of dr gregory house okay md and he pulls that pill bottle out and he shakes that pill bottle and i go whoa
1: <laughs> I, or, or he's got the bottle
3: and he's wiping it out and he's like yeah, exactly <laughs> right it's like okay that still gives me that little rush you know but but I know where to take that yeah. because I've been given the tools. Absolutely. You, you, you have to go
1: through it to get through it, right? Absolutely. You know, and and, and there's so many times I made the decision that I was going to get clean and sober, but I didn't take the action. Yep. You know, and if I did take the action, it was for the wrong motives. You know, I, I've, I've been through the steps like a dozen times, right. and and I'm, I'm doing it again because I want to do it the right way. Because for for me, doing the steps was, you know, one. I, I took credit for doing something that I, I, I should have been doing. You know, I wanted that feeling of accomplishment that you know I was working on my recovery, and I went through it fast. I, right. did, I did. I I I know the program. I have a lot of knowledge. But I never applied it. I didn't right. live by spiritual, you know, spiritual principles like they talk about. Right. You know, I, I didn't apply it in my life. You know, on a daily basis, and uh, I, I just didn't stay active in my recovery. I, I was in recovery, but I wasn't doing recovery. I was doing no. recovery things. I wasn't living the program, and that's that. That's failed me so many times up to this point.
3: Well, I, well, I also think too, that there's not one of us, I don't care who says what, there's not one of us that didn't zip through those, <laughs> didn't zip through those, those 12 steps as fast as we could early on, you know, hey. um, because it, it, look, none of, none of us. And again, I don't even like using this term half the time. None of us are perfect. You know, I, we're, we're just not, but, but we all kind of rush through it. But as we get older, hey, there's a lot to be said about getting older. You mm, know, there, there really is because we do we slow it down a little bit. OK, we have a tendency now to look back. And go, OK, you know what? I didn't do that. Right. So let's do that again. But let's not rush through that as much as I have to here. There's no reason to rush through it. No. You know, it's no, that's no reason I, at all. Right. That's why I keep telling these young guys, you know, I, I tell them none of them are listening, you know, but, but it's like, slow it down. Right. This is not a foot race. Just take, take your time and hope hopefully they'll get it. And and they will at some point, you know, slowing down so,
1: so hard for young people, you know, oh, because because yeah. they're in that chasing mode, chasing this, chasing that, yep. chasing shiny things, chasing shoes, chasing yep. cars, chasing, chasing the opposite sex, chasing, 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 chasing and it's right. exhausting. You know, the, the one of the hardest things for me to, has been to just sit in silence.
2: <laughs> being
1: be, being comfortable in my own skin has been hard for me because I even the clothes that I was wearing, I was always tugging at them, and you know, i just never comfortable, always moving, fidgeting, because I was always in constant turmoil in my head. I was playing scenarios, living in the past, worrying about the future. You know, it's just the state of being is so underrated you know what I mean
3: right living
1: in the present moment is so underrated when you if if you if you can cut out the fear and the worry and live in the moment you're going to enjoy life so much more because I've I've rushed through life chasing objects chasing people chasing this chasing that and I miss the scenery there's so much that there's so much that I missed on my journey that I would love, I was if I was able to, I would go go back and try to recapture that, even if it was painful, because there's something I missed because I was rushing and trying to push forward, trying to accumulate this, that, and the other. I just wanted to feel good. I just wanted to feel like I had some worth in this world. I wanted to feel like I was, you know, I had a sense of empowerment about me, like I had what I had to say mattered. Like those are things that I chase. And once once I was able. To slow it down and sit in the present moment, I realize that I have depth, weight, value. I ha- I have that that empowering feeling that what I ha- what I have to say matters because I lived it. My my life, my life is not based on my life is based on a true story, right? right. And it, it's more of a testimony than a story because stories usually indicate fiction. My 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 testimony is based on a true story.
3: Right, right. Well, trust me, Higgy, you've got worth just uh, listening to you today. You've got more worth than you think you've got, my friend. There's no no doubt about it.
1: I truly appreciate that. Thank you. This being here with you guys is very empowering for me. I, I love you, you know, chopping it up with like minded individuals on on the same path. Yeah. You know, and, and we need each other. You know, and having having people like you to reach out to when when I'm when I'm dazed, I'm confused, I'm feeling feeling some kind of way about me or what I'm doing, I can reach out to guys like you. Yep. As a sounding board to realize how ridiculous that sounds <laughs> com- coming out coming out of my mouth, and, yeah. and that's 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 been another lesson for me. Verbalizing how I'm feeling, even if I don't know exactly. What it is, is bothering me. I can talk and other people will figure it out for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, and you're absolutely right. I, I, I may have told you about this. I'm pretty sure I did where I had a call with my sponsor rundown life and he goes, so you're telling me there's nothing wrong, but there's something wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. And he goes, think about that again. <laughs> ah shit you're right <laughs> you mean i'm fabricating
1: something <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> making making stuff up in my mind again again yeah. and
2: it's that push and pull that we'll do sometimes because all that i was sitting and questioning was my worth of what i was building in life that was mm-hmm. it we broke it down he's like no you're just doubting yourself yeah that's it yeah. It's, it, are you? Do you really think you don't deserve these opportunities? Like you love what you're doing, you love the people you work with, you believe in it wholeheartedly, but you just don't think you're worth it. Ah, oh, shit! <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'll share this with you. What I truly believe is honesty is the antidote to to my diseased thinking. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't. I'm not always able to reach that level of honesty. So I need people like you, men. Men and women to uh, give me feedback. You know, the, I have, have people that support me that have nothing to gain from supporting right. me. Right. You know, right. They, they they treat my success like it's part of their own, and and, and that's what I admire about you guys as well. Because I, that's the feeling I get talking with you guys, and we're we're on the same mission, same path, same same past experiences. The substances may be different, but the way it makes us feel about ourselves, it's all the same.
3: It's all the same. Yes, it is.
2: Absolutely. Well, Mr. Anderson, uh. Mr. Jason, let's see. You, you to wrap it up, good sir.
3: <laughs> Higgy, thank you. Uh this has been Jason's been talking about you for a long time. And uh and and thank and you. I don't doubt Jason anymore. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Okay. I'm pop
2: my collar there. You you, you yeah. bet,
3: man. You are you you are the man. You know, I, I appreciate you. everything you're doing up there. I love Wisconsin because I'm a Packer fan. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, but no, seriously, uh, please, you know, let's, let's reach out to one another. I would love to be of service to you guys up there. Uh, if you ever absolutely. need our, our services, same down here, um, man, you are, you are a good man and I am just Thank absolutely you. thrilled to have been able to talk to you today.
1: Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Um, I would love to be able to work with you guys in the future on a fundraising event. I have a, a, a skate park event that uh, we, we shelled two years ago in Detroit, uh, we're bringing some professional skateboarders like skateboarders like uh, Gerald Valley, uh, Andy Roy, uh, Brandon Novak, you know, and Bam, Bam was a part of the qu- equation back then. I don't know where he's at currently, but those the, that level of of uh, celebrity we're trying to bring in uh, do a speaking event. Have little seminars with uh, with with the the various age ranges of the kids and the adults, and you know have exhibitions and stuff like that. But I would love to work with you guys on anything like that. Going God, forward. love to
3: do it. Yeah, love to do
2: it. You Andy, bet. Andy and Novak are the best. I don't know the other gentleman, and and Bam is getting better. So I've had a not spoken to him, but people working with him, he's getting better. It's good so. news, right? It's good news.
1: It's, it's, it's about taking advantage of this second chance, this this one last second chance that we got, you know. That's
3: right. That's right. You know,
1: and if there's life in your, in your, in your lungs, breath in your lungs, there's life in your body. That means you're capable of doing and being anything that you want in this life.
2: You bet. Absolutely. You bet. Uh, hey, if people want to find out more about you, of course, uh, I said this so many times. I have people that don't know you directly, but I know them. And here it is, your content from social media. They're sharing it. So, how do we find you online and uh, social media too? Uh, on Facebook, you can find me at Higgy 2.0, No More Heroin,
1: my nonprofit page. Uh, Instagram's Higgy 0. 0 0.02.0, 0. Instagram or uh, TikTok, Higgy 2.0. I'm, I'm just getting back into advocating and 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 doing podcasts and stuff. So, <laughs> It's really exciting to see where this is going, you know, and it, it, be, being transparent is the best route for, for any of us, you know, it's to sh- share our struggles and uh, to help the next person. Just 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 share your story. Somebody needs to hear somebody out there is waiting for you to show up and the, what you tell them may be their part of their survival guide as well and moving forward through life.
0: If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551 or check us out online at PainNonprofit.org. Follow us on social media at PainNonprofit. Please subscribe to the podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. To donate, please click the link in the description and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.
4: This podcast contains the views and opinions of hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work while we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate we welcome any comments suggestions or correction of errors privacy is of the utmost importance to us for those wishing anonymity people places and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests this website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page.